sitting down gobbledygook. Christian Arcan. We like to happy in here. Christian and King. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arcan and Tom King. Hour number two, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us today here. Kind of a gray day. It's kind of warm out, but it's... I'll tell you what. What? I got soaked going to that signing oh, yeah? yesterday. I mean, you, you know. It, it was pretty bad. It, it, it was a rough drive home. It poured. Yeah, it poured. Oh, yeah. Then, then it stopped. I got out of there, and it, was, and it stopped. Then it started again. It was just pouring. So. And you had to drive all the way across town. Uh, yeah. Tough. I know. To drive all the way to Watertown. I know. No, I, I, on the highway yesterday, must have been brutal. It was. Had to be. It sucked. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Bill Belichick spoke with the media today. We have that for you right now, and uh, here it is. Bill Belichick from earlier this morning talking to the media at Gillette Stadium here on this Wednesday. All right, well, we're um, you know, playing a team this week that we don't know particularly well, so we have to really uh, have a great week of preparation um, and get ready to know the you know, the, the 49ers, particularly from a personnel standpoint. I think... Uh, Last year's game against the Eagles, um, you know, Coach Kelly, uh, I think everybody knows how much respect I have for him. Um, you know, Coach Kelly, uh, you know, came down here with the Eagles and really the handle is pretty good. So we're going to have to do a lot better job against their scheme and their um, attack on offense and special teams than we did in in, uh, in that game. Um, we know that uh, you know, defensively they're kind of have some – similarities to the Rex Ryan type of defense. So, you know, we saw that a couple of weeks ago. Um, Scheme-wise, that'll be a, a challenge for us, as it always is. But I think the big thing for us is getting to know their their players. Um, you know, they have a very uh, talented team, a lot of explosive guys on offense and in the kicking game. Uh, defensively, you know, a lot of young players up front, or some young players up front. They also have a good level of experience with guys like Dorsey and Dial and uh, Hodges and guys like that, um, and a pretty good level of experience in the secondary, particularly at the safety position. So uh, a lot of work to do. Um, as I said, we didn't didn't do very well at all against the the Eagles uh, scheme last year. So uh, we're gonna have to we have to prove improve dramatically on that to be competitive. Uh, so be a big week for us. Um, but hopefully we get off to a good start here today and we'll be able to stay on track. Well, obviously, there's a thin line between success and failure in this league. What have you seen on tape when watching San Francisco that has brought about eight straight losses and a one and eight record that you maybe you know can exploit and take a look at? Yeah, I think they're getting better. You know, you see them getting better every week. The last two weeks, um, they've created a lot of explosive plays on offense more than they had, and uh, of course, um, you know, they've had the some. Uh, issues with their run defense, but last week they went down to Arizona and you know shut down David Johnson to whatever it is under three yards of carry at 55 yards. So I uh, thought they tackled a lot better. I'm sure getting um, Dorsey and Purcell back helped as well. Um, but you know that was a very competitive game in Arizona. I mean the same kind of game we played with the Cardinals, you know, right down to the last possession. So um, you know uh, I, I know the one that you know we were. A lot of people were talking about the same thing last year when the Eagles had lost a couple games by, you know, four touchdowns and coming in here with a poor record, and then they come in here and hammered us. So, uh, you know, I don't really put too much credence in any of that. What's happened, I think, the way they played last week against Arizona is very indicative of their talent level um, and, you know, their ability to, to do things right against a good team. What have you noticed on the tape of Colin Kaepernick, and how relevant uh, is that game for four years ago that you guys played against him? Well, you know, I mean, we saw him firsthand, so um, that was good. I mean, the offense is different, but he's you know he's a very athletic player. He's fast. Um, led the team in rushing three of the last four weeks, so he's very dangerous um, out of the pocket. But he's he's a good. Accurate passer as well. I mean, they run the ball a lot. They run the ball as much as any team in the league. Um, so that sets up their play action and some of the quarterback movement plays that uh, he's good at. 
as well as you know the third down package. So he has a good group of skill players to work with. The receivers are good. The tight ends are good. The backs are very good. So um, you know they can move the ball. Is containing him or trying to defend him similar to Russell Wilson, what you faced last week? Yeah, uh, Taylor Wilson. Kaepernick, I mean, they're all different, but there's certainly a, there's some common denominators there. Yes, no question. One thing that I noticed about Wilson the other day that I know Kaepernick does similarly is they throw with a lot of velocity. Is there anything that you have to reiterate that to your, your guys, you know, those outside throws that it might look like it's a small window, they can get it out there on a rope? Yeah, uh, I, I think the passing game, uh, from Seattle and um, San Francisco are quite different. It's just my personal opinion. I'm just saying that one skill. Yeah, he's got a good arm. Just, so does Taylor. I mean, they all do. But I'd say the passing game that um, San Francisco employs is unique because their running game is unique and it all ties in together. Um, you know, they're really not a like some teams are, they're not as much of a first, second, third down team. They're, a lot of their third down plays, they run on first down. A lot of their first down plays, they run on third down. Um, they're a fast tempo team. And, and uh, you know, honestly, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to keep track of down and distance when you're out there just going to the line, trying to get the call, get lined up. You sometimes defensively kind of lose track as to whether it's, you know, first and 10 or second and eight or, you know, you're just, you're just trying to get the call or trying to play the play. And I'd say that's... A little bit of what they do. They're not a big. They certainly have a third down package. I'm not saying that, but it's again a lot of their third down plays are early down plays. So I, I'd just say they're they're unique. They're quite a bit different from Seattle. Just what you have to defend. You were on the goal line with, with Seattle. I, I noticed that um, the defensive line shifted uh, prior to the snap, uh, and it ended up drawing a offsides penalty. I wonder what sort of advantages that that shift can bring to a goal on defense, uh, especially when it does drop outside healthy. When you shift the defense, sometimes it changes the blocking pattern. Shift defenses all the time. Rob Gronkowski in his seventh year with you now. Uh, over that time, what have you learned about his physical and mental toughness on a day-to-day basis? Good, very good. He, um, we saw that a little bit in this last game. He took the big hit, came back into the game. Um, if you're not, if you don't have him this week, how much does the past experience of not having him this season uh, maybe help your team? Martellus Bennett, what have you sort of learned about working with him? Obviously, you probably had a view of the player. Once you get him in your program, you have a chance to see him on a day-to-day basis. What have you learned from working with him? Yeah, he's been good to work with. Goes all the way back to training camp. We talked about the same thing in training camp. Smart guy, he's got a good set of skills, works hard. Those important as uh, slot receivers are in every offense, are they more so in what Chip Kelly's offense does, and we've seen Kelly, uh, Curly emerge again this year. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's important. You know, they've got good vertical receivers. You know, Smith, Patton, outside, those guys can make big plays. I mean, nobody's had more big plays than Torrey Smith has over the last couple of years. Um, you know, Curly's a dynamic player. He's a dynamic kind of returner, uh, very good with the ball in his hands, quick, shifty, very hard to tackle. He's got good vision. He really can see space and set up blocks well, and um, you know, use use that open field blocking, uh, whether it's on a, on a catch and run play or whether it's on a return. So he does a good job. Real good player. Bill, you mentioned yesterday that this is a <coughs> game plan team, um, but from what you've seen from them so far this year, 49ers, has Kelly been able to implement? The scheme, even though that may change on a week-to-week basis, um, the way. Yeah, I mean, they're on their offense. Yeah, I mean, you know, it depends on how you defend them. They have different ways to um, attack you. 
like all teams do. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that over the three years in Philadelphia and half the year this year, he's seen pretty much everything, you know, how teams are going to play in different fronts, different coverages, different, you know, overhangs on the edge, things like that. And so depending on what you give him, he's got complimentary plays that answer it. Um, you know, they do a good job of attacking every inch of the field. I mean, they attack you from sideline to sideline, from the line of scrimmage to the goal line, outside and inside. Uh, I mean, you have to defend You have to defend everything against them, including the quarterback. So all the skilled players um, run the ball, you know, speed sweeps, and uh, some of their um, passes that come off running plays are really part of the running play. So, you know, look passes or... Um, you know, quick outlet plays to the slaughter, the perimeter receiver, if, if the team's stacked in there to stop the run. So, you know, he, he makes you defend from sideline to sideline, and he makes you defend um, the outside of the field to the inside of the field to deep, the deep part of the field, you know, over routes, deep posts, go routes. And their perimeter receivers are good, but they can throw it underneath and hit catch and run plays too. So, yeah, yeah I think whatever you – Whatever he feels like you're giving him, then he's going to take. And, and it's hard to stop at all because they attack every area with a lot of good players. Well, you've faced a lot of really, really good left tackles this year. Joe Staley is one of those guys that has been around pretty much forever, I guess, 10 years now. What has allowed him, from what you see on film, to stay around so so long and at a high level? Yeah, well, he's a good, uh, good athlete. He runs well. You can see him pull and on some of their outside plays. Um, he's athletic to block the edge rushers that he sees over there. Um, obviously a smart guy. You can see from his experience he makes a lot of good decisions. You know, when to little things, you know, just in-line play. Um, he's got, you know, good frame, good strength, good power. What have you learned about Matt Langle since he's been here the past two weeks? Uh, well, we've we've thrown him in there on a few things. He seems to be picking things up fairly well. Um, he's long. A lot of it's been you know running the other team's plays and uh, some you know fundamental work and things like that uh, after practice. But he's making progress. He's good to work with. Good kid. Works hard. I know you have nine games worth of film on the San Francisco team, but can you go back and watch and take anything from that Philadelphia game last year in terms of how Chip might decide to attack one of you? Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, a good game to watch. I mean, I'm sure that's the one he's starting with out there. You know, they did. They heard us doing a lot of different things. I'm sure we'll see some elements of those schemes again. I can't imagine they wouldn't test us out and see whether we can handle it. Didn't handle it very well last year, so yeah. Same thing in the kicking game. It's the same. Be the same. It's basically the same scheme on special teams that they ran in Philadelphia. So I'm sure we'll get we'll get tested in those areas as well. I can't imagine we wouldn't. Coach, sometimes you're willing to be reflective. So I wanted to ask Tony Romo handled the difficult situation with class yesterday, and I just was wondering. Um, how Drew Bledsoe, 15 years ago, how his handling of a difficult situation, which appeared to be with class and professionalism, uh, affected and helped you guys eventually win the Super Bowl that season? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the question, but I mean, I really don't care about 15 years ago. I'm just trying to get ready to beat San Francisco. Bill, in the week after a, a loss, is it any different how you prepare for a game compared to coming off of a win? I think each game is its own entity. I don't think what happened last week should have any bearing on this week. I mean, of course you want to correct the mistakes that you had in the game, win or lose, because the team that's looking at that previous game, if they see something that looks where you look vulnerable, you're going to get attacked there again. So I think you have to look at that game or like obviously the Buffalo game. I mean, I'm sure that They'll be looking on the defensive side of the ball at what Buffalo did with us, what looked good, what didn't look good relative to their game planning. I'm sure they'll take that into consideration. And the 49ers are still the 49ers, not Buffalo, but they run a similar scheme. And 
those coaches are familiar with each other, so I'm sure there'll be some play in there. But basically, I think you, I try to look at every week as an independent week, which it is, which I think is what you see in this league. And how we do this week will be based on what we do this week, not what happened last week or some other week. But there are things to be learned from previous games. It's no question about that. When there's mistakes in man coverage or zone coverage, and the following week, is there is there anything that's easier or more difficult between those two to correct in practice? When, when you play a competitive team in this league, which every game is, there's mistakes on every play. There's almost mistakes on every play in every game. Run, pass, offense, defense, special teams, man, zone, play action, drop back, uh, you name it. So there are always things that we can work to improve in, and there are certain things that are uh, fundamental to a particular play or a particular concept. And if we don't execute those right, then we need to understand that. We need to execute them to a higher level the next time it comes up. Which, so that's, I think that's what, what the correcting is about. I mean, the chances of you getting the exact same play and everything turning out exactly the same are usually not very high. But you could get a similar play or a similar relationship or situation on a particular aspect of a play that you just need to either defend better or if it's on the offensive side of the ball, be able to handle it, handle it better. Bill, how much do you have to weigh continuity and what the best matchup is when deciding which cornerbacks you're going to start, which cornerbacks you're going to make active or inactive? Um, I mean, the game planning is a it's a complicated process. I mean, I don't want to overdo it, but we spend all Tuesday and the good part of Monday going through all that. There's a lot of things to take into consideration. <laughs> your team is probably the number one priority. How you match up against your opponent is part of the equation, and there are a lot of other factors that can come in as well. Uh, and I would say there are a lot of different situations within a game. So even though you have a, a game, you have first down, second down, third down, red area, two minute, you know, and so forth. So and sometimes those situations vary. So what what might be best for one situation might not be best for another. Maybe do the same thing in all of them. I mean, there's a lot of different options there. So, I mean, in the end, you just try to put it all together in a pot and you know, make a decision and figure what you feel is best. Or maybe it's a combination of some more than one thing. So, I mean, there's, I don't think there's any... textbook answer on that you you look at the issues you try to decide the best way to handle them and sometimes you just go in with that approach sometimes you go in with this way and then an alternative way maybe your alternative is scheme maybe it's not personnel so yeah I just think everyone's different you just you're trying to do what you think's best sometimes one is good in one area but not as good in another, and vice versa. If one thing was good on everything, then it'd probably be an easy decision. It'd be a pretty short conversation. You just do that. But when you, you're weighing two or three different things, trying to stop this, trying to stop that, this matchup, that matchup, sometimes it's just a little bit of a juggling act. You have to try to decide where you want, what chip you want to, where you want to put your chips, what number you want to put them on, and, and go with it. Bill, you've said before. Bill, you've said before that. Players will give you the answer whether they're ready to play or not. Along that line, will you give uh, Dion Lewis maybe extra work in practice this week to see if he gives you the answer, ready to be activated or not, in terms of playing in a game? Yeah, I think any time a player is coming back from uh, missing a significant amount of time, there's a, a certain build-up process. Sometimes that accelerates. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just stays on a straight-line course. It's hard to hard to predict how that's going to go. Uh, there's a big difference between uh, training and playing football. So you can run around a track, run up and down a hill, you know, do 10,000 push-ups and all that. I mean, that's great, but that's not being out there with 21 other guys playing football. So 
football is football. Training is an important part of, and component of being ready to play football, but playing football is playing football, especially at this time of year where you're halfway through the season. And teams have quite a bit of scheme in, both us and our opponents, so we're not just looking at kind of some basic stuff at the beginning of the year or preseason, which is what preseason is. It's very basic. We're at a whole different point. So how does that get acclimated? What's the right time? What's the right... You know, it's a little bit of a feel situation. So, but to answer your question, we just keep going, and we'll see. So what did you see the difference with them last week? You know, they've given up a lot of yards on the ground uh, to stop Johnson. Dorsey, the, the well, Dorsey helped, Purcell helped. I, I think the tackling was they tackled better. Uh, I know that's what they said after the game, and I would agree with that. I thought they tackled well, and. We know Johnson's a hard back to tackle. Um, uh, I mean, all their backs are, for that matter. They have good backs, but thought their tackling was good. They didn't give them much yards after contact or after first contact. And say so that you know has, was a problem for them in some earlier games, where when you look at the play and you stop the film, it doesn't look like they're going to gain a lot of yards. But somebody misses a tackle or somebody takes a bad angle, and then a five-yard play becomes a twenty-yard play, and uh, I think when you're, I've certainly been in that situation a number of times, and you have to look at it and say, well, is it really the defense, or is it, you know, our fundamentals of leverage and tackling and that kind of thing? And I think they've identified the problem, and it certainly looked like they took a big step last week in terms of correcting it. I mean, under three yards of carry for Johnson, I mean, that's, I think just about any team in the league would take that. Bill, your final question. I heard you say the other day that he's, he tailors his system like other people do to the quarterback, and it's, it's a little different now with Kaepernick than it was a year ago with Bradford, as well as Bradford played in the game here last year. Uh, is there more to account for, or what are the differences in, in what they're doing schematically? Yeah, well, I think one of the big differences for us in the running game is just the quarterback, and that, that really wasn't a big factor in the game. Last year, and they still ran the ball with a lot of success against us in uh, multiple formations or multiple types of runs. Um, and then you add that into you know, now a quarterback, which gives you another dimension in the running game. It's, I mean, we're going to have to do a better job on what we saw last year. But in addition to that, just as you pointed out, defend defend the quarterback runs as well or the quarterback keeps or you know whatever bootlegs and all those they bootleg with Bradford some but not not as much as they do with Colin but that whole the whole dynamic that the quarterback brings to the offense is definitely another dimension that is going to be challenging for us now like I said we didn't do very well and without without that part of it so a lot of work to do there okay all right, Bill Belichick speaking at length there, almost twenty uh, over 20 minutes at the podium. A lot of philosophical questions. Very much so. We'll uh, tackle them next. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King on ESPN New Hampshire. Give these guys a call at 603-883-9900. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. Hey everyone, it's ESPN New Hampshire's Jimmy Murphy. Join me this Friday afternoon, 3 to 6 p.m. as we take the Stretch Run Radio Show on the road to Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua. Boston Billiard Club and Casino's new charitable gaming options offer poker tables, roulette, blackjack, Mississippi stud, let it ride, and so much more. You can win real money and help support local charities. Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua is also a great place to play pool and watch sports with dozens of tables and TVs in every direction. Plus, they have $3 cords light drafts during all Bruins games. So again, join me this Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. at Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua, 55 Northeastern Boulevard, as we bring the Stretch Run on the road. 
Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. All right, guys, huddle up. Coach's car battery died, and he's running behind. And since I haven't been paying attention, I have no idea what plays we run or what most of your names are, for that matter. So what I'll do is I'm going to pop this antacid tablet. I'll fall down. I'll fake a heart attack, and then you guys act shocked and concerned and stuff. And hopefully that'll buy me enough time for the coach to get here. All right, team on three. Make sure you'll be there. Get a car battery test today. Find a location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like they, We have, I would say, one of the best football programs in the state. I've been constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes, and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Seco School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that better specialize in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down and slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. This is where the sports fans tune for every big game. It's ESPN New Hampshire. We're back here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPN and H.com. Nice to have you with us here this afternoon on this Wednesday. We just heard from Bill Belichick. And uh, the longest answer he gave was a question about the secondary. About who's active and who's not active. Yeah. And who will be active and, and so forth. And he went on about it for a long time. It seemed like a decision he wasn't taking particularly lightly. But you also wonder how dramatic of a shift might we see. Might we see after Malcolm Butler three entirely, I don't know about entirely new, but. Well, you see Ryan, I think. I see think Ryan. See Ryan. You think you might? Maybe. I mean, I think you'll see Ryan's Rowe. already been bumped down a little bit. How about Cyrus Jones? 
because you might see more of him. The one guy you won't see, who's the I'm, other I'm guy? All, I'm all the, set with Cyrus guy? Jones as the returner, by the way. Who's the other guy they were picking on the whole time? Uh, that'd be Justin Coleman. Game. Justin Coleman. Yes. Coleman I bet you won't see. Probably not. I bet Coleman will be inactive for this game. Inactive? Inactive. Okay. That's my guess. Um, let's see. You have options are Cyrus Jones, Eric Rowe, Justin Coleman, Jonathan Jones. If you want to get creative, uh, there's a couple of safeties sitting there on the chart who are mostly getting mostly getting time in uh, special teams. Uh, Jordan Richards, for example, he hasn't right. been able to quite break that trio of Chung McCordy and Harmon. And I haven't seen much of Harmon lately either, to be honest with you. No, Is you ha- playing that much? He's out there as safety. I mean, you know. I haven't heard his name called once all year. He's a couple times. I've seen. Yeah. Him. yeah. Okay. Yep. Maybe I'm just misremembering. But, but in terms of guys we haven't seen uh, in the secondary, we've seen Cyrus Jones as a return man. The results have not been particularly, I don't know, really? good. Yeah, <laughs> he's been well, I mean, a pretty lot of bad. Te- a lot of teams don't have good kickoff. It is a, it is a big victory it's a when bad... he just kneels it in the end zone. Well, you got the 25-yard line. I'm just saying, that's, that's the preferred outcome with him every time. It is. Okay. It is, which is why they they haven't had him do it lately. He's done it a couple of times, but they've they've, they've gotten away from him. Right. Um, we haven't seen him really in the secondary. We haven't seen Jonathan Jones much in the secondary, and we haven't seen Jordan Richards much. There's also Nate Ebner, who I'm not you know dying to throw out there and see well, if he, he can you cover. won't see him. No, he's a, not he's special his thing. Teams. He's, just no, he's like Slater, only. special teams yep. only. Although Slater, I've seen Slater out there on offense a few times, mostly on running downs, but he goes out there and, and blocks on rundowns. Yeah, yeah, wide receiver. He'll I've seen block, it. Yeah. Uh, he'll line up. It's happened to Belichick him. said what might be best for one situation, if you didn't hear it, might be best not might not be best for another. In other words, who's who they play? That 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 factors into it from numbers forty to forty six. Mm. That's fact that factors into it. Who you're playing. There are about a half a dozen guys on your football team that wouldn't play against one team but would play against another. Probably, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any harm in trying to do this. I think in these next three games, the Patriots have a real opportunity here to, and I hate to say this because I sound like a typical spoiled Patriots fan, I think they have a chance to kind of reinvent themselves. They have a chance to reinvent that defense, and I think they have to take it. Most teams don't don't have a three-game stretch opportunity here in the middle of the year or you know after the middle of the year where they can really work on stuff like that and try and – and, and see what works and what doesn't and take chances and try guys in different places and do stuff like that. I think that's necessary. I they think that exp- needs to happen they ex- here. They won't do too much experimenting. With the, mm. they'll, they'll try guys in different places where it hasn't worked before. Well, isn't that experimenting? No, it's it's getting making a change to to get improvement is what the, that is. I mean, they're well, not gonna, okay. I think no, they're not going to move Devin McCourty. They're not going to move Devin McCourty the corner. All right. Okay. They're not going to do stuff like that. They, you don't. You don't experiment. You experiment with that in preseason. Okay. You don't. Putting you don't, an all pro safety at corner is just. You a don't dumb experiment. Decision. You don't experiment. Putting Jordan Richards at corner would not be. You know that would be moving him out of position. But it wouldn't. I don't be, think you're going to move too many guys out of position. I, I didn't say I, too many guys. I, I said I maybe think, one or two, I if think, any. I think the situation is going to be playing guys who haven't played before. If the guys who are playing aren't doing the job. I think that's what you're going to do. I don't yeah. think you're going to start moving people around at different positions at this point. In the well, season. I think we're already to the point where guys in the positions aren't doing their jobs. All right? I think we're already to the point where Logan Ryan's not doing his job. He's been he's been demoted already. But can the guy behind him do any better? That's the, that's the question. Tom, that's the entire point that's of what I'm trying to That's the question. Right. But in other words, they're not going to take Logan Ryan and move him somewhere else. No, but if you have three games against three crap bag teams, you can start experimenting a little bit. You can see, all right, well, if we take Ryan out here, we can see how this guy looks. And if he's not that good, probably not going to kill us, you know? How will probably good, still pick up the how, win. Uh, my, Even if we have Jordan Richards lining and, up over there on the right. side with Logan Ryan. We can try that against Bryce Petty, you know? It, that's just it. It's fool's gold. All right, they're gonna look good against those guys. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, they probably will. You know, I mean, Jordan Richard's still gonna have to go out there and again, guard again, Brandon Marshall or I, you again, know, it's not there. Torrey Smith, who are good and the, receivers. Yeah, and the ball is gonna be fifty yards over Marshall's head or probably. thirty yards under thrown. You know, it's not a good barometer. Well, you in know? Marshall's case, he's just gonna throw it right to Jordan Richards. That's probably yeah. 
You know, this is not a good barometer. Yeah. But in terms of experimenting, it's not a good barometer. I know they'll, that. They'll, they'll. But it's an opportunity. I think to do it, to try things that won't hurt you if they don't go exactly how you want. That's all. You don't get a lot of opportunities like this. I don't think. I don't think anyone does. I think the the best thing they can do is put keep the people out there and try to and see if they can improve. I think that's the thing. Because you want guys who are comfortable in their. I mean, positions. we're we're a week ten, Tom. Yeah, I know. I know. I I'd like them to be comfortable too, but some of those guys out there maybe a little too comfortable. Week one through four, I don't know. Week ten is a time to 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 quote unquote experiment. You know, normally no, I would agree with yeah. you, but in this particular case, so when you have Kaepernick, Keenum, Goff, and Petty, then you have a you know you got three crap quarterbacks yeah. who you and I might look good against. You know, and uh, that's why I don't think I you're going. I don't. The time. I don't think you're going to get a a. Uh, excuse me, tall. I don't think you're going to get a very good. Bar- you know gauge from playing these guys some of these guys that haven't played unless they really just go lights out you know because they're not playing very good competition yeah that's my that's my concern about doing quote-unquote experimenting you know now i bet if you ask that question right he's obviously he's not going to say no you know about the three right. year three week opportunity he's not going to even bite on that because it's he'd be saying the three teams he's going to play it sure he never says that but I bet, in terms of "quote unquote" experimenting, the answer would come back. This is the tenth game of the season. We don't have time to experiment anymore. We go with what we got. That's the way it is. Yeah, I and guess I think that's what you're going to get from them. Mm. Now, will guys be, you know, inactive that they haven't played, and someone else in their place for one or two of these games? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, but if someone looks good against. This these this caliber of competition that's not doesn't in my what I'm saying is that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to look good if they have to play Seattle again. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean Seattle's going to look for Justin Coleman on the field every time. Yes. So whoever's going to be in his spot, I'd look there again too. And then we'll see. But you this know? is the time where you find out if someone else is better in that spot. If someone else just has better a better feel for it, is more of a playmaker. I mean, there's not a very and, high, there's not a very high bar right now. Tom. And here's the other: you and, make a player two, all of a sudden you're going to be starting and, the rest and, of the year. And here's the other: thing. you'll be starting in the Super Bowl here, if you make here, a play. Well, here's the other thing: they already have a sense of that. Yeah, because there's a thing called practice, and that's where a lot of the judgments are made. They're made in practice, mm-hmm. and if a guy hasn't looked good in practice, they don't want to put him in a game. True. So my guess is the guys they've played so far have been the guys who have looked good in practice compared to the other guys. That continues to be the case. Who knows? I mean, you got to try to win the job. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tricky. It's not, e- it's not easy. You know, it's kind of tricky. But I, I, I don't, I, as, a, as a head, as a, you know, if I were an NFL head coach, uh, you know, and that kind of thinking of experiment, I don't know. Now, the Rams... The Patriots play in two weeks, mm-hmm. three three weeks. I don't think they're experimenting. I think that that they had an idea as to who was going to play and when they were going to play their uh, golf right. at some point. You know, he said he didn't want to play golf last week because of the matchup. So he, he, he probably, Fisher probably knew down the road when that matchup was going to be that you'd feel comfortable putting golf in the, in the game mm. after what he's done for 10 weeks. I don't think that's experiment. I think that's following his plan. I think he had that plan all along. Well, if Case Keenum had gone out there and gone, you know, yeah, eight and up, two, right. then that plan's out the window, you know? Right. So. Yep. No, I, I agree. You but know? I don't think anyone really expected Case Keenum to do that. Then again, you know, it's sort of a question of, well, okay, so you have a guy in place so you can get the Jared Goff train going. You have a good defense there in L.A. And I think that the Patriots, you know, would be well served not to – not to look at the Rams, the Jets, okay, fine, and even the Niners, but the Rams, that's one of the – we were talking about defenses that really kick your ass, you know? Rams are one of those defenses. They are, but can they match points with the No, Patriots I'm style? sure – I think the Patriots can outscore them. I think so, too. Your defense may but not look that great, but all it takes is a strip sack win. or a pick six or something like that, true. and, you know, all of a sudden yeah. that's a all nice sudden, equalizer. Yeah, that's true. And that's, you know, it happened in the AFC Championship game last year. Yeah, I just don't think the Rams are going to be – I, I, I'd love to see Goff play. Well, do they play a nationally televised game, or do they play uh, who do they play this? Oh, they play Miami. I'll watch it on uh, on Directv. Okay, uh, quick break. We'll be right back. 
Unbelievable. The best sports coverage in New England. Make sure you tune in to ESPN New Hampshire. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. Hi, my name is Jen Kaluti. My husband, Sal, and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me of Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. Meet and get autographs from Red Sox Hall of Famer Wade Boggs, Cy Young winner Chris Carpenter, and many more at the 2016 Granite State Baseball Dinner presented by Northeast Delta Dental. It's Saturday, November 19th at the Radisson Hotel in Manchester. The event begins at 5 and includes an autograph session, dinner, raffles, and more. Proceeds benefit the Children's Hospital at Dartmouth-Hitchcock, the Ted Williams Museum, and the Fisher Cats Foundation. For tickets, visit nhfishercats.com. Hey, American Express card members, there's never been a better reason to get out and shop small in your neighborhood. Because now, through December 31st, you could earn two times your rewards when you shop small with an enrolled American Express card. Learn more and enroll your eligible card today at americanexpress.com slash shopsmalloffer. It always feels two times as good to support local stores, and now it's two times as rewarding. Prepaid and corporate cards, cards issued by other financial institutions. The Plum Card and certain other cards are not eligible. Reward cap and other terms apply. It's your business in search of commercial property. Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Don't forget to listen on your TuneIn app on all smartphone devices. It's ESPN New Hampshire. You know, on the court-wise, the times that I've been on, I I felt good. You know, with, with, with my workouts, uh, it's just uh, to play, I'm just not not there yet. I'm a you know, competitor. I, I want to be out helping my team and, and us growing together. But the last thing I want to do is, is to have a setback for, you know, for um, coming when I'm not supposed to and, uh, and, and setting myself back. For... There's Al Horford. Horford? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was Horford or not, yeah. Uh, talking to practice yesterday, he is not playing tonight. Neither is Jay Crowder. Horford and Crowder both still out. Thing is not. He's moving around on the court, okay, but I bet he's having light I drills bet he's yesterday. Still having effects. Light drills didn't do shooting practice. Didn't do. Jay Crowder was doing. Was just taking shots, but uh, Horford was just death, jogging. Basically, death perception. That's about it. Death perception. You know. I don't. I mean, he must have that, really gotten. He in, must huh? have gotten really popped. Coming up on three weeks here. Did he get hurt in the game or in practice? No, in practice. In practice. Friendly fire. Oh wow. 
and uh, he has been. This is coming up on three weeks now. Mm. Concussions are complicated, and they're you know they not all they're like snowflakes. You know, concussions are all different. Sometimes a guy gets a concussion, he's fine. Julian Edelman in the Super Bowl, he clearly got a concussion in that Super Bowl. He didn't even fight, he didn't even go down. He finished the play yep. and played the rest of the game. Russell Wilson in the NFC Championship game got a concussion, came out in the second half, won that game. Mark Savard got a concussion, and he can't go to the movies. So, I mean, like, there's there's a lot of different variations and different ways that certain guys and certain people react to a traumatic one or not so much or whatever, but this seems like a bad one. I mean, we're, we're coming up we're coming up on a month. Mm-hmm. On a month. Mm-hmm. That is a long time to be out with a concussion. For a basketball player. Yeah. For a basketball player, and I say that because, look, concussions are concussions, and it doesn't matter who you are, the effects are the same. But for a basketball player, because it's, it's quote-unquote non-contact, right. you don't see this often. You don't. True. So... Football, hockey, you don't see it too much in baseball unless the guy gets beaned. Mm-hmm. You don't see this, or collides. You yeah, know? You don't even see then, this it's stuff. usually not a concussion. No, uh, this is, yeah, this is not, yeah, this is. Someone gets, takes a spike or, you right. know, a Horford's, home plate he's got to be killing Horford. I mean, he's making a lot of money. He's signed. He wants to get out there. You get in front of the home crowd, get people to know him, get his mm-hmm. teammates to know him. Yeah. Fit in with their scheme, the whole bit, you know, and, and that's that takes time. Even yeah. though you start the season, even though you're out there starting and playing at the beginning of the season, you need a half a season to do all that, and he's missing part of that. Yeah. So, that's that's going to be that's difficult, you know. And and uh, Crowder. Uh, now the question is, who's going to come back first, Crowder or Horford? Probably Crowder. I would think probably Crowder too. He's further along in practice. I mean, he was in practice yesterday. You thought drills. you thought a couple of days ago Horford was going to be the guy. Now I think it's I think Crowder's kind of past him. Yeah. From what we heard there and what we see, I think that's it. Yeah. And listen, I'm not. I want to be very clear. I am not insisting or saying that he should be rushed. No, back. no, not at all. That is not what. That no, is not saying, what we're doing. What we're saying is, is that this is a bad concussion. That's yeah. What all. we're saying is this is worse than what everybody probably first thought. Yeah. You know. And that sucks. I mean, the Celtics finally get a free agent to sign here. He gets whacked in the head like two weeks into the season, and he hasn't played. He hasn't even got gone out on the court since then. Yep. Yeah. So spiffy. <laughs> I'll give you. Um, what's his face? Uh, Noah. You can have him. That's want okay. Him? You sure? You don't no, want him? Take with, him. Good with Amir Johnson. Seventy-two million dollars. Tyler Zeller. <laughs> Seventy-two over what? Four years. I don't. So like four years, uh, like eighteen per. Who's going to be worse <laughs> over four years? Eighteen million. Here we, per here, year. here we here we go. Let's have a poll. Okay. Who's going to be worse over four years? Joachim Noah mm-hmm. or Donald Trump? It's <laughs> a good question. That is a good question. I think for uh, for overall performance and output, because you know that whatever Trump does, there's going to be a lot of people who celebrate it and cheer it. True. No one's going to cheer Joachim Noah. No. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no one thinks he's any good. So I don't know. If we're talking about overall scope, probably Trump will be worse. But if we're talking about who's going to get, you know, who's who will history look at more favorably, at least in the near future, probably Noah's the guy yeah. you don't want to invest in there. Oh, yeah. oh, Lord. That's a no, tough bar to clear. That's a tough one, huh? Sure is. I ask tough questions. That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> um... Horford uh, is I, – I want him to come back, but now I'm starting to worry that – Oh, I, I think there's no reason to rush him. No, no, there's no reason to rush him, but yeah. I'm starting to worry now that Celtics fans and sort of the Celtics media and everybody in general is going to fall into this. Well, the Celtics aren't playing well right now, but just you wait till Al Horford comes back. Oh, yeah. I like see he's you. some game – like he's Kevin Garnett. Like he's not, and we know he's not. Right. We know what he is, and he's a good player. He's not – a game-changing, franchise-altering no. guy. We know we know he isn't. He'll be a good player against New Orleans. He'll be a good player, a great player against maybe the Wizards. He'll be a great player. Could have used him against uh, the Nuggets. Yeah, against the Nuggets. Yep. Yeah, those Nuggets. Yeah, you know, that's it. Didn't need him against the Pacers without Paul George. Uh, George didn't play that game yet? He did not. Oh, okay. What's wrong with him? I don't know. Well, he's never he's never out there. What's the story with him, you know? What do you want from line? me, huh? You know, you miss a year like that, you come back, and yeah. then you don't play. I mean, you just snap your foot off once, and all of a yeah, sudden you really. want everybody you want to everybody, sit yeah, there and baby you. Yeah, exactly. You know, sack yeah. up. Right. 
Rub some spit on it. Get some masking tape yeah. and get back out there. It's duct tape. Just yeah. duct tape cures everything. Just put duct tape on it. Tape that's what, your. That's what Gronk's got to do over that punctured lung. Put some duct tape over the puncture. You'll be True. All set. You know, have your brother do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Dave Brown, Conquer Monitor, made the exact same joke. I did. Yeah, no. <clears throat> the exact same. Yeah, Dave Brown's sitting down there doing twiddling his thumbs. Or he's listening to the show on the ESPN New Hampshire. He could be. App, he could be. Thought, hmm, it's a good joke. I'm going to tweet yep. that. No one knows about the Christian and King show. <laughs> Christian and King show. Ha! Religion. Please. I know it. Really. That sounds like a show about Jesus. Oh. And it really does. Christian and King, when I tell people that, they go, oh, what kind of show is it? I'm like, it's a sports. Well, it's okay. It's, you know. It's, it's not a show about Jesus. Not going to get religious with not you. Not a show about Jesus, but it's got somebody on it who is. Oh, almost, almost old enough yes, to be there when that's true. <laughs> when he was around. King was there when BC became AD. AD, yeah, yes, was, that was a big yeah, deal for the yeah. people back then of Jerusalem and you know wherever else, yeah. Galilee. I know. <laughs> well, I had my first. Galilee class. had a good high school football team. I heard. It was <laughs> what I was, it's when I. It's when I had my first glass of wine. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> tasted funny, but you know, yeah, everyone was, was drinking it. Everyone was drinking it. It tasted okay to me. Six zero three eight three ninety nine hundred. Your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text into the show here at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Quick break. Uh, we'll come back. Final hour coming up here. It's Christian and King. If you've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight, well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or basqueimaging.com. I'm Yuan Lemmer Gersenthal. Here's what's happening on this Wednesday afternoon. Variable clouds and sun and mild. It'll be in the 50s. Partly cloudy overnight, really not cold for November. Low 40s tomorrow and Friday. Partly sunny and nice. It'll be in the 50s. And Saturday, increasing clouds, mid 50s. Maybe some late day showers and lots of clouds, windy. Much colder weather on Sunday, only in the low and mid-40s. And, of course, some more weather information, please check out my webpage at weatherblast.com. Forecast being brought to you by Infinity Car Wash, located on 2nd Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. For 